pushing the boundaries of expectations, rewriting the rules of adventure are the reasons we get up in the morning. We share your hunger for a life without limits. Hello, KB. So glad to have you back with us today where all of us are gracefully and beautifully transcending by rewilding into the greatest form of what we already are. StephenCanyon.com is the website, and you can also watch these podcasts now which are available at stephencanyon.com. Hello, Miss Maggie. Hello. Good morning. I love the Kinetic Belief Supernatural (laughs) t-shirt. I can't stop wearing it. (laughs) And those are available on our website now, along with some other apparel. Yes. And some cool things. Some very cool hoodies, Kinetic Belief hoodies and and notebooks, all kinds of fun things. Going like hotcakes. (laughs) Going like hotcakes. Whatever that means. (laughs) Going like hotcakes. I guess at one time hotcakes were... We're trending. But now it's it's the, um, what are those things that they're selling in, in Breckenridge where the line goes all the way down the street? Those aren't hot cakes, are they? No. What are those? They are crepes. Hot crepes? The line is so long. <laughs> Going like hot crepes? <laughs> Going like hot crepes? <laughs> are they different? I've never had a, I've never had one of those crepes. I'm, I'm afraid to. Well, I, I don't want to end up in that line every day. Well, I can't have one because um, they contain wheat. Which oh, I'm they do. Allergic to, yep. Don't they make? They don't make gluten-free you know, crepes. They probably could, but I don't think that's a. There's a big demand for that. Oh, <laughs> so. you know there has to be. <laughs> well, if they, if there's not a demand because they don't make them. I guess. I but. guess. I guess so. But they, I don't think they're struggling because they're not serving gluten-free, <laughs> whatever. Food is the craziest thing, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, it just, the, I, I marveled, truly. You know, we sound like we're kidding, but the line for those crepes goes about okay. two blocks okay, so this when is there's the, nobody else in town. There's well, no one is, walking on the sidewalks, and the line just goes on and on and on down the street. And they have a sign there that says, your wait will probably be one to two hours. So you're waiting yeah, in line knowing just... that once you... You order, it's going to be one to two hours. I mean, it's the afternoon by the time you get your crepe. Crazy. You know, when we lived in um, um, Del Mar, they had a little crepe place that was also crazy busy. Do you remember that? I don't know. It was just up the street. I I didn't pay attention to it, but it was busy too, huh? Yeah, yeah. Food. Just give me a donut, man. Uh, All right, here's a question for you. How do you think the world would be different if bananas were illegal? (laughs) <laughs> they were illegal yeah um it was against the law to have bananas how do you think the world would be different not that different for me because no. i don't really like bananas <laughs> <laughs> what a question <laughs> what right. a weird question um are they illegal for i guess they're not illegal for animals because you obviously you think of I monkeys yeah i mean i this guess this is your question i don't what know do you, you don't know but just 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 i'm just amazed at what food does or doesn't do for for the masses and i, mean, I guess you could have speakeasy banana splits right <laughs> i'm pretty sure i would not risk my freedom for a banana split i wouldn't pay money for a banana split good so. to see you today miss maggie now here's the real question for you Stephen. Yes, what what if chocolate was illegal because you are a chocolate fiend sir i'd be on the run I, I would, <laughs> you're an outlaw now <laughs> yeah, i would uh, probably trade everything in for a motorcycle and just keep rolling i don't know uh, you would, you'd probably be like the biggest uh, black market chocolate dealer you if, know? You, if you want chocolate i can tell you where to get it <laughs> That's true. There's this guy on a motorcycle. Food's a powerful thing. You know, some people identify with love um, as being a very basic human characteristic. And I I, I think that um, there's probably nothing more universal 
than than uh, food is, in, in the same way that love is. It's a very universal. It's totally universal, right? A strong emotion. Yes. And a lot of people identify with love as being so basic. And and I'm speaking more now with kinetic believers that it's something that only spiritual kinetic believers must meditate on when they are first learning how to manifest. And I want to talk about this for a minute. Because they might consider things like, well, one of the most powerful uses of kinetic belief is to attract money because it works. And we teach that. And most of the KBs are being very successful at (laughs) attracting money into their lives. But they'll consider things like attracting money or healing their bodies or healing other people's bodies or attracting the wisdom of intuition which is a very real and and practical use of kinetic belief. Guidance, relationships, the manifestation of abundance as being uh, more relevant to the more mature kinetic believer and less relevant to those that are just getting started, for example. Mm. But just by having desires for abundance and desires for successful business, for example, a desire for healing, and healing when doctors said there couldn't be any healing. That is not just an indication of spiritual wisdom at all, actually. A kinetic believer actually measures the progress of their awakening by looking at the way that we love one another. And this is fundamental to your success, regardless of whatever it is that you're wanting to use or are using kinetic belief for. How are you loving other people? And one way to assess your spiritual enlightenment is to evaluate the way that you're loving and then also evaluate the way that you speak, because that's going to tell you a lot about your motive, a lot about the the uh, the presence of the substance of love within you. And so a question here right out of the gate today is, are you patient and are you kind? When you talk to other people, are you are you patient and kind and and uh, with your life partner or your spouse, your mm. children, or those those that you work with? Wow. So you know. So telling. It, it's that is the tell the tell all, and that really is you know I look for these uh, in being in, involved so much in kinetic belief is what is the the quick litmus to tell me where I am in my. Uh, transcended presence of enlightenment, because this is something that we're stirring up. We're in a world that the energetics are going in the opposite direction of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. So we intentionally, on purpose, stir up the energetics for uh, living and walking in love toward others. And a, a quick way to know if you're in the right position for manifesting the things that we're talking about, like money and love and and health and peace and all those things, is are you identifying with boastful accomplishments? Or are you proud about your abilities while you're comparing yourself with other people? Even just by having those thoughts of comparisons about you being better than somebody else. Well, I don't mind going to the office every day because I'm killing it in sales and they all suck. <laughs> well, you just, that's, that is a red flag. 
that you know maybe you are killing it in sales and congratulations but you've got the wrong (laughs) the wrong frame of of thought processes here well and i'm wondering (laughs) if if what you're talking about is our valuation system of people of life of just the the things around us because it it is it is always sort of fascinating you know what do we put value on and what because for example you know i find kindness to be so simple and yet so sometimes it can be very rare and it's something that's missing in your life and so it's very valuable if it's missing in your life you know it's valuable and and most of the time when it's missing in someone's life they really don't even know where to go get it right how do you become something that you are not um, operating in? You're habitually unkind, mm. and it's it's like a foreign language to this person. So, wow. uh, and look at how you're speaking to other people. Do you speak harshly to other people rather than uh, rather you think they deserve it or not? Is it just uh, an attitude of your personality that you develop somewhere along the way? Maybe maybe you grew up watching. A parent who was always harsh in the way that they spoke to other people, mm-hmm. strangers or not, going out to a restaurant and they, you, you have a, a dad who just always spoke harshly to the server, just a personality trait. And, and, and do you think about and do you imagine um, when you are, say, having an argument with somebody else, are you thinking about bringing up their past mistakes? Mm-hmm. Um and pointing out their flaws and things that you've noticed about them in the past. Those kind of those kind of personality traits are so telling because some people just naturally have this abrupt personality, don't they? Yes. And you you know a lot of them and you probably grew up around a lot of them. Maybe you have one yourself, not you Maggie, but you know a lot of people <laughs> that that's just their the way they go. Yeah, I grew up with a grandma that we would go visit. We would see her not that often, but we'd go visit her like you do your grandparents on occasion. And every time that we would be leaving her house, she would stand out in the front yard. And I'm not kidding you. She'd stand out there and lovingly give us the middle finger as we drove away. And it, it was it was a, a nothing we did or didn't do, but it was just a personality trait. And she was up in the country, and that's just the way that they that they did things. Oh my goodness! And a lot of people are often they're harsh with other people, and they think that it's okay to hurt their feelings, and they'll just say things like, "Well, I can't help it. You know, that's just the way I am. I don't sugarcoat things, honey. You know, I don't do that, and I'm going to tell it like it is. And you know, if people get offended, well, that's their problem." You know, (laughs) the visual is just so overwhelming. Now, what do you think? Now, look at the work that I had to go through to overcome grandma giving me the middle finger every time I'd go see her. It's funny, though, because you you say that, but uh, I mean, I wish I would have loved that. The reason, I mean, are you kidding? You're five years old and. And an 80-year-old woman is giving you permission to flip people. Well, my mother said that she's just saying bye-bye. <laughs> so the kids, that's so dangerous. That was all, not good. I learned. You know, all the kids are like, I, bye. I, I had a teacher in school, I think, that that told me that's not that's how you say bye-bye. Say bye, I'm sure. In detention. Right. Definitely. Well, it's funny. I mean, this is just such a wonderful topic because I think it permeates and affects every aspect of our life. It's something we're going to encounter or experience as we go throughout all all day, every day. 
I was getting a coffee just the other day and the, the staff at the coffee shop, they were way understaffed. And so they just all were, you know, looked very tired and overwhelmed. And I was just noticing the reactions of the people ordering or waiting in line. And it was it was just fascinating because maybe 80% of the people in there were, were quite frustrated, being very huffy and rude. And it made me think, and wonder is is it empathy is that just what people are missing and is empathy just a heightened awareness of of someone else's experience in their situation well certainly are missing a a, a sense of empathy and it but it is more of a perspective yeah and it's from not having transcended the ego state of being by identifying with with competition and labels and forms and other people and competing and all of those things. And so that's, you've got the wrong perspective mm. for uh, navigating through this life with the energetics of love. But all of that, that kind of mindfulness is what we're talking about, is the unawakened state of being. Mm. You're sleepwalking, really. And yeah. the it's the egoic nature of separateness from your higher being, which alienates you from the highest form of existence, where that kind of person that you're seeing in line in Starbucks, um, their, their highest vibrational energy is not attracting the light and the love of the abundant life that already exists within them. Mm-hmm. It's not like they are something that they are, are not. They're just not allowing what they are to to transcend, to take the first place driver's seat of being the one that is controlling their life. I think it's fascinating that when we are, like you said, that's a great way to remember that, sleepwalking, we're not awakened, that the default of that is the negative is to not be empathetic. You know, no one's walking around with the default of happiness and joy and empathy and love. <laughs> very few. That is, a, that is a, a measure of faith, a measure of belief that very few actually are naturally in, inclined to. This takes work. Mm. It, you've got to work on yourself, and you stir yourself up in these energetics by mindfully journaling and writing down as the architect of your life the blueprint for who you imagine to be going back to your genius of purpose look the the universe is obedient to expand those who authentically kinetically believe to love themselves and to honor in the essence of unconditional love all of the life that is around them. So you, as a spectator of the ugliness in mm. Starbucks, you're still making the, the choice and the decision that you're going to honor the essence of the higher life being that's on the inside of every person that's in line. Your, your lens for life changes mm. so that you are not affected and you remain unscathed by the ugliness and those little and, and the middle fingers and the 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 gesture whatever it is that can be an antagonist to um, your ego to bring you into the same place of dwelling that they're in is kindness a fruit of being a kinetic believer or is it something that we're consciously acting on um, in belief well kindness is a fruit of love and love is something that a kinetic believer intentionally stirs up. Mm. It's in your higher being. The, the essence of your higher being is kind because the architect of nature is kind. Mm. And so it's in alignment with that like kind that we become kind. And more often than not, kindness requires a personality change for there to be any kind of an alignment with love. 
And that's what we're talking about is how do you get rid of the the knee-jerk, go-to, habitual way of thinking and acting and doing. And most often it's in response to, first of all, maybe you're imitating a parent or teacher, a coach, or you're just responding to somebody else's ugliness and they give you the middle finger and you give it back to them <laughs> without even thinking about it. It's knee-jerk. Yeah. And you're protecting the ego that's identifying with pride and and having to build itself up to uh, remain alive the aliveness of the the ego which is puffing itself up the universe is up to the job of manifesting change through unctions of revelation wisdom for those who seek it for those that are looking for it and and humble themselves enough to ask for it and um, anybody that is seeking it is going to attract the wisdom of that change into their their um, awareness, really. You know, the the um, I don't even know what to call this quality, but just the, the fact that as human beings, recognizing that we are allowed to and capable of evolving so quickly, it's just such a gift. And it's sort of mind blowing the fact that you can be um, almost animalistic in your reactions to other people today on on, you know, Wednesday, and then tomorrow on Thursday, decide to be awoke and and awakened and and engaging with people in kindness and love and evolving in that way. And I just I think that's, again, it's just such a gift that it doesn't take decades, you can decide in every moment. It's as it happens as fast as your willingness to change what you observe. Mm. Wherever you change or move your observation, the power of your observation changes things, and that's a quantum, physical, scientific proven fact. So it, that's how fast this happens. You're not trying to become something you're not. You're actually going back to the original to be, to mm. to allow the abundance of the essence of life to flourish and to bloom by uh, simply observing it. Not not observing the the things in the empirical form, the world around you, but by observing the higher essence of what you already are. And the, the other part of this really is just having a desire. It's the willingness. It's a, des yeah. a desire to cast down the negative effects of the ego, which will lead you to earnestly then asking for the essence of love to manifest change into your awareness. Mm -hmm change into your perspective and you literally find the the lens that you're observing life through begin to change what the way you see things which causes then the transcending effect of awakening in other words it's like looking through uh, intentionally looking through a telescope which we love to do and you have to what do you do you get this stool or you stand up and you walk over you go to the telescope and you point it to whatever you're wanting to see and you look through it but you're doing it intentionally to see a greater version of the universe you will not be able to deny what you can now see if you're simply willing to ask your higher authority to show you the macro version of your life to get you out of the woods so you can actually see the the treetops and to to then give you a different version of the world around you the shift that takes place then, the change in perspective becomes you. It doesn't just become a new attitude. It doesn't become a new way of thinking e either. It actually becomes you. It, it's like the morphing, 
that transitions you to an enlightened state of being. And you just know that you know that you know, like we say, and you become that you become that you become. It's a trans it's a transference of being through the perspective and the changing of your lens that changes your life. Is that and that's fascinating to me, this concept of of asking for really an aerial view, an aerial perspective of your life mm-hmm. to sort of get our bearings on exactly what's going on. And I'm wondering, is that something we can literally utter and ask for can we say please show me and and utter that that request and and for that perspective you have not because you pray not you mm-hmm. have not because you ask not yeah. that is the the humbling of the spirit that asks the higher authority to reveal to you i mean this is how you bring forth the wisdom of higher essence of life and enjoy the the extremely powerful rewards of change in your life mm-hmm. by humbling yourself and say, you know what? My, my little ego is not all that after all and a bag of chips. Maybe <laughs> I thought it was. Maybe, you know, I figured I could win every wrestling match and because I'm smarter and better and brighter and bigger and smaller and whatever I am that I am is better than everyone. You, over, you overcome that and you humble yourself to say, you know what, I'm nothing without higher source. Mm-hmm. I am nothing without the presence of my God. I am nothing without wisdom, without the universe speaking to me and me hearing and understanding and, uh, and, and being able to acknowledge what I'm being told about myself and allowing that higher wisdom to guide me and to lead me. And it's through the humility of the prayer and the asking that, my goodness, you begin to step into the authority and the dominion of who you are and whose you are, and you begin to attract the life that you imagine to attract. Anything that you can think of or desire is yours to manifest if you will properly position yourself in this mm-hmm. universe in the position that you were created to inhabit. I feel like you're giving us a really powerful look in on first steps to becoming a kinetic believer, engaging with kinetic belief. And sometimes those first steps can be the most difficult, but I have to say that once you get a taste of being so unburdened by your ego, you know, because you talk about unbecoming, rewilding, we're letting go of these assets that are not assets that have been holding us down, dragging us down. And so I have to say, when you clip those loose and you you feel so light and so free, um, you can't you, you can't get enough. So I just think it's exciting to remember and know and tell everyone that. If you can get past that first step of belief, then it's it's gravy. <laughs> and that, yes, it is gravy, isn't it? And that 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 lightness that you're talking about, and that feeling great that you're you're pointing to, all of that is the happiness that comes from the substance of optimism, mm. and that's the peace and the joy and all of those things that you cannot conjure up yourself. There's a fake version of that. You're gonna have to go to the, you're going to have to go to the store and rifle through some hangers to find it. Yeah. But that is not authentic. Mm-hmm. The authenticity that you're talking about comes from the proper positioning of your awareness in this life, your empowerment to attract and manifest anything that you can think of. It is always going to be demonstrated in the way that you are thinking about things, the way that you've transcended the ego, and the uh, the quick tell is always going to be the way that you're talking. 
in the way that you speak to people, the way that you talk to the barista when you order your coffee <laughs> at the drive-thru or in person or on the phone or to strangers or to your, to your mother or lover, whoever it is. <laughs> if, if your talk yeah. is not loving, if the way that you speak to other people, if it is not kind to your children, to your spouse or strangers, anybody, and if your talk is not generous – Mm-hmm. spend some meditative time asking for the wisdom of your higher being to enlighten you in this area of speech in the way that you're communicating with other people. And look, you don't have to go anywhere like we've been talking about to get what we're talking about. You don't have to become something that you're not. That's the beauty of rewilding yourself to your original being. The essence of your higher being is ensconced in the energetics of love. It's the cocoon of you. And it's already in you. And you will be left with the purity of the substance of love which is already within you when you begin casting down all of this negative imaginations and and the negative thinking. Um, we've, we've been told in articles on the news, wherever, um, that, you know, okay, people are left-brained, people are right-brained, and so I'm, I'm artistic, or I'm mathematical, um, I'm emotional, I'm cold as stone, whatever. So I'm finding myself wondering, is, is our personality type going to affect how hard or easy it is for us to activate this, this energetic of love and kindness? Personality types are simply the way that you're wired for giftings, the wired to create, the, the wired to find things that are interesting to you. And we use them as excuses for bad behavior. When that's all they are is excuses, it's no more difficult for one person to be their original self than it is for another. Wow, that's beautiful. And everything everything with your higher being, it always comes down to original source, origin, that your creator creating you with aptitudes for creativity, which are beautiful and wonderful things, it's, and it's the, the ego being used as a tool for creation. And but that is certainly not an excuse for bad behavior. Yeah, <laughs> and, well, being, and- a, being, being a brat about you. <laughs> What was I going to ask? <laughs> that was funny. Being proud about you. Well, it is interesting though because um, I have to say, even from the time that you're a child, many, many, many people have been told these limiting stories about their personality, and so that's something to be very aware of and and recognize that. I, I love how you said it's not so much that it's it's not holding us back, but our personality is just going to be a unique way of gifting love a unique way of expressing kindness and i just oh that's so beautiful environment the way that a person comes into this world the way that they are raised and nurtured you know culture and society will uh, have a person speaking so sweetly and has somebody talking so politely to other people and yet a lot of people will still have a wrong intention behind the sugar (laughs) <laughs> They'll have this underlying motive wow. behind the smile and an unawakened habitual spirit that is just simply going around breadcrumbing other people. They're manipulating other people through the smiles and through the gifts and the flowers and all of those things. And they're meddling in the lives with other people. Mm-hmm. And that is why the original creatively empowering essence of love is evident, not just in the way that a person speaks, but also in the way that they are identifying with other people. Mm. And so 
showing up somewhere, Meg, and simply saying to someone that you love them, that is not in of itself the essence of love that we're talking about. Because we were talking about this just the other day. It's, it's just as easy for someone to say that they love the circus and, and, or I love chocolate cake. I love to go swimming. I love to ride horses. I love a good horror movie. Oh, God. And I, I and and yeah. you and you love the person that you're with. Mm. So what is it? You, are, do you love a horror show that you're living with? That's it. <laughs> we have to we have to understand what we mean by love. Love is thrown around in this careless, reckless way that well. means nothing when it comes to the higher essence of love that we're talking mm. about. That positions a kinetic believer to continuously effectively, successfully attract whatever it is that they're wanting to attract into life, money, health, love, friendship, changing of circumstances, whatever it is. That is the positioning of your authority and dominion within the essence of love, that the kind that we're talking about. Um, I have a question about that faux, fake kind of love that you're describing. Um, is that, and maybe we don't need to understand it, maybe we shouldn't understand it, but I'm just curious, is it always rooted in fear, fear of who you really are, fear of what people might find if you're exposed, if, if they see beneath the shiny veneer. Um, I'm just sort of wondering, what, it's, what is that even rooted in? Um, and, and maybe we don't need to know. Typically, it is rooted in a form of manipulation, which goes down and it's a longer route. And it's kind of like the Aspen. Maybe you'll have to travel a couple of miles to find the, the actual uh, placement of the route. But yes, it, everything that is not rooted in the essence and purity of love is eventually rooted in some kind of fear. And manipulation is I've got to I've got to be in control of the outcome of the, my day, or yeah. it's not going to uh, come out like I want it to be, which is a fear. So I'm going to meddle and I'm going to manipulate and I'm going to say I love you, I love you, I love you to all of these people in hopes that I get my way, and that is a form of fear. I, and I have a question about that. So when we are, because that is a very human thing too, to want to manipulate the outcome of even a small situation, something even tiny or huge. But um, when we find ourselves being um, drawn into the desire to manipulate someone or an outcome, what is something simple that we can just remember to tell ourselves, maybe even a mantra that will steer us away from that and back into the light and back into love? Love yourself unconditionally. Love your creator unconditionally. Conditionally trust in and rely on the ability of the universe to have your back, to take care of you, and, and your own creative authority to be able to call things that be not into existence, and to take from the formless and create form with it, and to know that you don't have to uh, lord over the outcome of all of your activities for them to be In fact, if you do that, you will fail more often than you'll succeed. And so that is the positioning of the the, the uh, expert expectation of your higher self to transcend and enlighten uh, you beyond and above the ego. If we give in to that, those manipulative tendencies, are we demonstrating to the universe and to our creator that we don't really believe 
the outcome or the other 50% that you talk about is coming to us and happening. I'm just wondering if we're completely undermining an entire journey of manifestation by doing this. Well, you're definitely communing with one source or another. Either you're believing in your own ability or you're believing in the ability of your creator who created a one-of-a-kind unique masterpiece. And I opt for that every time. Yeah. Um, I don't trust in the in my own the fullness of my own abilities to be able to uh, be a demonstration of the fuller life that I fully expect to be able to live. And it's through the lens of quantum physics, through the lens of religion, through the lens of philosophy, through the lens into the cosmos of what can be and what is, and the higher uh, wisdom that comes from knowing that we are spiritual beings having a natural experience, and the purpose of us all being here, operating from our genius of purpose, is to make choices, to decide what are you going to align with? Are you going to trust the one that created you, or are you going to trust in your own um, weaker abilities? Mm. No, the kind of love that is authentically the essence of your higher being, the creative love that uniquely and beautifully adorned you with the lifeblood of a one-of-a-kind masterpiece that has the authority within you, the dominion within you, to be able to attract and manifest whatever you kinetically believe to receive in your life is never, ever going to be envious of other people. It's never going to be resentful of what other people have. Creative love is always ready to believe the love and the light that is dwelling within other people mm. that are standing in line at Starbucks, that are waving bye-bye in traffic, that are whatever it is that they're doing, you're going to be able to believe the love and the light that's dwelling within them, whether or not it's transcended in their own minds, in their own um, place of existence, in their own uh, evolutionary process of their spiritual being to their place of authority. And you recognize that as, you know what, they're going through some stuff. They haven't perhaps transcended or become as enlightened as you. And that is okay because there is a process to the spiritual evolution of not only the individual, but also the collective. That's something I would just want to write on my arm or make another t-shirt or something. Believe the love. I want to carry that with me through all day, every day, because it it's so expansive. It covers any topic that you could possibly imagine when it comes to kinetic belief. Believe the love. Go into your day and you just step forth into this journey believing all the love that's a mouthful isn't it oh, to huge. say i believe the love you're just saying that i believe in the manifesting power of love mm -hmm. and i believe that love always hopes for and it always expects the best so i'm expecting the, be the best i'm believing for what i hope for and i'm adhering to it and relying on as that being my reality that's my lens for living mm. because i know that all things are advancing toward perfected completion and knowing that the best is always yet to come, that's believing the love, isn't it? Yes. You know, the power of the essence of creative love, it never caves in when you believe it. Right. It never quits when you believe it. And then it is the kinetic energetics of your patient action. I mean, I love that. There's patience in action, which is just passive. It's passively, gratefully expectant, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's the high vibrational placeholder 
that authorizes the universe to establish what it is that you're believing for in your stance of believing the love. You know, you just mentioned mentioned patience. And so I want to make sure that all of the KBs listening know that we just put up a new blog on the website and, and it's it's very in-depth. It goes into patience, how to maintain it, even some myths that we've been told about patience to overcome. And then it also has a wonderful video that you created about patience there. So if you haven't already, make sure you go to the website and check that out. It's, it's incredibly helpful. Well, here's what we're doing as a way of life when we're believing the love, because love embraces truth and it comes from beneath the egoic mind and it is powerfully creative from your authentic nature the person of you that is eternal where there is no identification with labels and forms and competitiveness and all that stuff to awaken in spiritual maturity this the maturity of the empowered kinetic believer every time that you're facing a situation no matter how big or small, intentionally align with the energetics of unconditional love. You have to do this on purpose because where there's conflict, you've entered into the optics of the ego. Remove yourself and seek the counsel of wisdom to manifest the essence of unbiased love as the, the lens for your life. The awakened person, Meg, that's doing this, who's living life powerfully as a creative creator, attracting, manifesting the abundant life, holds themselves fully and totally accountable. It's nobody else's fault. No one else makes you do anything. You're totally accountable. Mm. And if there's a problem, well, they see themselves as the solution. All things in your life are according to what you believe they are. And so then making changes now is a continual part of dwelling in the essence of your higher being. And every journey requires, it requires making course changes, just like the ones sailing across the sea. You're not going to do it in a straight line and end up anywhere that you imagine to be. You make course changes for navigating the substance of creative love to your destination, grabbing hold of those winds of change to get to where you imagine to be. I want to understand the essence of love when it comes to word, in word versus in action, because you gave us the concept earlier that people can say I love you and it just be noise. And so it seems like it's going to be very important, first of all to get a good understanding, not just for yourself, but for your relationship. So you can recognize, is this relationship even mutual? Is it reciprocal? Um, so are we always supposed to look for the action to back up the words? Is that do, do those two things have to be coexisting for love to be true and for it to be authentic within ourselves and then also when, when understanding where we stand with other people? No, the place that you want to look for measuring uh, your relationships is within yourself to your higher being. Otherwise, you become a, um, a negative conscious um, hunter and you find yourself looking for what's wrong in other people rather than what's right in other people mm -hmm. because due to the negative influences of the stories for example that the world will tell you every person has the negative habits of the unloving ego and all of its selfish attitudes that you've got to overcome and and that's a big enough job if you are just dealing with self mm. but when you take on uh, ownership and the responsibility of everybody else you'll, you'll lose that battle every time 
But as you embrace your creative higher authority through the lens of you daily manifest your, your manifesting journal, working in that and, and writing that and and that's your your uh, the optics for what you expect and the love that you're believing where you're just blueprinting your articles of faith. You're becoming an observer of your ego through the process rather than actually focusing on the ego. Mm. It's the contradiction or the contrast of your higher self that illuminates the lesser self. In other words, you can observe it unattached and not identifying with the negative thoughts. And so and it's much in the same way that we have our relationships with life and with other people. By observing the higher, you're able to unassociate or disassociate yourself with the less. Mm. And you're now you're transcending your thoughts and the revelation of love by spending time with your higher self, intentionally spending time uh, in relationship with your higher being. Wow. You know, Meg, this is the process where the kinetic believer begins noticing where they are out of alignment with the energetics of love, and they're able to make these course corrections. And because That's what we mean when we say this is a way of life. You're making course corrections. And one of the most rewarding activities that you can ever be part of is to be around some other kinetic believers. Don't you agree? Yes. I yes. mean, because, look, their actions, and if you're in a room full of kinetic believers that know that they are kinetic believers, their attitudes are, they are emerging from a higher consciousness, and the infectious nature of their authenticity produces actions that are coming up out of and being born from the essence of love. There's nothing like it. Nothing. Don't, don't you wish that there was like a little kinetic belief city that we could all live in we together? We build one, yes. <laughs> Can we please? City of Light. Uh, city of Light. A, a KB City. Yeah. If you're audacious enough to desire to be around some other kinetic believers, you're going to find yourself around the manifested essence of kindness. You'll experience authentic compassion and the most amazing amount of generosity. You will be encircled by encouragers who are genuinely optimistic in their happiness and they're hopeful in their gratitude and the the purity of of the, the purity of the the creative love is all inspiring by the uniqueness of other people not the commonality but the uniqueness of what's dwelling with each, in each person and there's always a desire to help there's no condemnation within the oneness of love that's present there and it forgives the lower state of the ego because it's not attached to it and it sees what it is easy to forgive something that you're not and forgive it for doing what it does that's just what it does you forgive a baby for crying because babies cry and and while forgiving the higher essence of being being unattached from all of that within all others it's the divinity of this kind of love that is, it's never self-seeking in that it doesn't have to take or compete to create something. And it actually gives of its virtue. There's an essence that we're sharing and giving. You're sharing the light. You're sharing the love everywhere you go. And when you do this, see, the KB recognizes that through that process of en enabling others to uh, commune with what we have, we actually expand and we're actually growing and developing to become more through the process. And that's just transcending the higher consciousness. I have such a warm, cozy, hopeful sensation right now that everything you're giving us in today's podcast, I can sort of pack it up and just carry it with me 
all day, every day, because, and, and it is a carrying with you, isn't it? This awareness, it, we can, we can put it on, we can keep it with us. It's the thing that, because our life is made up of these moments, You're, our life is made up of coffee shop stops mm-hmm. and trips to, mm-hmm. you know, the, the bulk store where we buy too much toilet paper or whatever, but, <laughs> but that is life, these experiences, these interactions and being equipped to, to nail every one of them and to do it in love and to do it with an aggressive kinetic belief love, um, that is fundamentally going to change our, our earthly life experience. Being equipped changes everything, doesn't it? Yes. And that's why you, you stir yourself up. And I do this before I get out of bed. And I know you do every single morning. And so when we get up, we've got a bounce in our step and our head is held high, even though we may not feel energetically like it yet. But our expectations are in alignment with our higher self. And so we're transcending higher consciousness, Mm -hmm. which means that we realize from the very moment we start our day that all of our needs are met according to the vast riches of the universe. And so we're no longer being led around throughout our day by negative feelings and negative emotions because as cabies, we realize that to believe the negative is to be a a manifestation of negative uh, uh, circumstances and and sickness in the body and lack and brokenness and and fear of all kinds, negative reasonings and arguments and all of that stuff. But the habitual patterns of living – According to the dictates of the ego, it is so easy to slip back into that because you've been practiced in it. It's an easy thing to uh, mindlessly just fall into at any time. So let every single day begin with the intentional stirring of the higher essence of your being, keep that journal by your bed. If you got to remind yourself of who you are and what your genius of purpose is, open it up and remind yourself. Because your creative love transcends by casting down what you've negatively identified with, by asking, prayerfully asking wisdom to reveal the higher purpose also of other people. I don't care how badly they're behaving. Ask wisdom to reveal their higher purpose to you, who are also spiritually, they're just evolving to become perfectly advanced mind, body, and soul, just like you are. Victor Hugo wrote in Les Mis, he said, to love or have loved, that is enough. Ask nothing further. There is no other pearl to be found in the dark folds of life. That's it. That is the ultimate. The higher essence of you is born of the being of love. If you will go there to see, if you will pray for it, Love will take over your life, and you just want to share your light and your love everywhere you go. Mm. Let's work on some highest viewpoints, get ourselves even more stirred up. (laughs) Just say this, say, I'm attracting and exuding joy. I'm attracting and exuding joy. I'm flowing with the positive energetics of love. I'm flowing with the positive energetics of love. I am radiating Positivity. Mm-hmm. I'm radiating positivity. That everyone can see. That everyone can see. I have become the embodiment 
I have become the embodiment of the abundance of love. Of the abundance of love. And I am manifesting the life of my greatness. And I am manifesting the life of my greatness. It's great. It's great. Because it's me. Because it's me. Today I am imagining to double. Today I am imagining to double. Everything that I desire. Everything I desire. For far more than enough. For far more than enough. For all of me. For all of me. And everyone else. And everyone else. Today. Today. Right now. Right now. I am full of the manifesting confidence. I am full of the manifesting confidence. Confidence that higher essence of love brings that the higher essence of love brings that I can attract that I can attract all things all things through the joyful power through the joyful power of unconditional love of unconditional love. I am so grateful for my life. I am so grateful for my life and for every one of today's opportunities and for every one of today's opportunities to be creative to be creative and to have fun and to have fun and to delight in and to delight in. Everything that I see that is full of love. Everything that I see that is full of love. <laughs> and the happiness that's becoming me. And the happiness that's becoming me. I am so very grateful. I'm so very grateful. I am so very excited. I'm so very excited. I am so very happy. <laughs> I'm so very happy. I am so very glad. I'm so very glad. I am becoming. I am becoming. Healthier. Healthier. Right now. Right now. Stronger. Stronger. Right now. Right now. Ideas for more wealth. Ideas for more wealth. Are becoming clearer. They're becoming clearer. And clearer. And clearer. And today. And today. Right now. Right now. Is the best day of my life. It is the best day of my life. And I am so grateful. And I'm so grateful. To be the architect. To be the architect. Of my life. Of my life. And I align myself. I align myself. With my creators. With my creators. Desire for me. Desire for me. So I imagine. So I imagine. The solid foundation. The solid foundation. And I think about all of its contents. And I think about all of its contents. And I know. And I know. I really do know. I really do know that all things that all things are so possible. Are so possible for me. For me. Wow, what an empowering and love-filled podcast this has been today. And make sure you share the love. Share this podcast with someone that you know needs the encouragement, needs the positivity in their life. It's as easy as turning it on and listening. And actually, we're going to be posting, very cool, a QR code on Instagram, on Facebook, on the website, so that you can save it to your phone and easily share the podcast with anyone you meet or encounter, which is very exciting. Make sure you visit stephencanyon.com to check out the 100-Day Guided Journal that we mentioned in this podcast. Follow Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Canyon. And if you have not already, if you're in the United States, make sure you text the word kinetic to 844-844-0049. And if you'd like to see us doing these podcasts, you could now go to stephencanyon.com and watch the video. Yes. And it's to make sure you don't miss one video, subscribe to Stephen's YouTube channel. That's it. And from my heart, and I do mean this, and I know Maggie does too, oh, yeah. sending out so much love and so much light <laughs> to all you KB creatives all around the world. Yeah. And thanks as usual, Steve, for all the love and all the wisdom. Bye.